Hello, welcome to Bible Talk. So glad, as always, we could be together. And today, we're moving through the letters of the New Testament. Last week, we looked at Titus. And today, we're going to explore 1 Timothy. Uh, let's pray together, and we'll, we'll jump right in. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for those that are joining me on Bible Talk. Uh, may they be encouraged. May we all be strengthened in our faith and our love for you and for one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, <clears throat> 1 Timothy, we looked last week at Titus, and what we discovered was that 1 Timothy and Titus were both written about the same time. The Apostle Paul, uh, having been released from his first uh, imprisonment, um, had written to Titus, his young Gentile uh under shepherd church leader in Crete, and now he writes to First Timothy. Uh, to Timothy, he writes First Timothy again about um, sixty-five A.D. Probably um, rough numbers. The Bible scholars tell us that he would have written to Timothy, who was uh, leading the church in Ephesus, which was a, of course, a, a well-known and very uh, famous church in uh, Asia Minor. <clears throat> so <clears throat> Timothy, along with Titus, is a pastoral epistle. They call them pastoral epistles because Timothy was a pastor that was an understudy of Paul's, and he was giving him advice as a young leader and what that would look like and how it would work and so forth and so on and the kind of things that he should use as sort of a template for his ministry. <clears throat> now, one of the things that's interesting <clears throat> is that um, as Paul gives just a, a litany, almost a smorgasbord of pastoral um, scenarios throughout the book of 1 Timothy, one of the things that I find interesting is the, the debate among Bible uh, students as to whether or not the, the advice that Paul gave Timothy was in direct response to issues that he knew of in the Ephesian church, or if it was general pastoral advice that uh, would be applicable to any pastor in any situation, or, or a combination of both. Even though the two seem antithetical, they're not really. Um, because even if he was responding to specific issues that he knew about in the church um, at uh, Ephesus. For example, um, the, um, the, the, the introductory section uh, down through uh, verse 11, um, that he, he talks specifically about doctrinal issues and things that the Ephesian church would have been particularly dealing with. Um, and then you get down to um, uh, verse 12 of chapter 1, and you, you move forward, and it seems as we get to chapter 6, he talks about in verse 11, but you, you know, he talks first about, about uh, false teachers and what they look like. And, and one, might, one, might even, one might even think that it's reasonable to, to think that Timothy was in mind here because even as he was 
describing in the previous verses of chapter 6 before verse 11 what false teachers looks like. Then he goes into chapter 6 verse 11, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, God and his faith, etc., etc., etc. Then he has another inserts, another thought about uh, how Timothy is to remind rich people not to trust in their money. Uh, then he jumps right back, O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle, idle babblings, etc., etc. So, so what I'm saying is, is that 1 Timothy is, is a, you know, un, unlike Titus, 1 Timothy is a, a series, as I'm looking at it, and, and maybe I'm not reading it, reading it close enough or, 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 or particular enough, but it's, it's just a, 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 an introduction. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, our hope, to Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and, the, and Jesus Christ our Lord. So he gives you know, a formal greeting um, and then reminds him, as I urge you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. So again, I'm, I'm reminding you of the specific call that I gave you in Ephesus. That's where I was talking earlier about specific things in Ephesus that uh, Paul was addressing with Timothy. Were they specific or were they generic? It's a, it's a it, it's it's a somewhat of a question because no doubt in Titus last week we saw Paul and he refers specifically to the characteristics of the people of Crete using even one of their secular writers uh, in, uh, in, in his writings. And it seems that Paul was very much conscious of the kinds of challenges that Titus would have been having pastoring in Crete, and he hits those about godly living and being consistent with what their testimony is. Now, Timothy, you may remember, we were first introduced to Timothy in the book of Acts. And we found that Paul, I'm sorry, I should have marked this so I could flip uh, quickly to it. Um, we find that, that Paul, uh, he came to, Acts 16, Paul came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, <coughs> but, but his father was Greek. So Timothy had a Jewish mother and a, and a Gentile father. He was well spoken of uh, by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So, you know, in other words, Paul made sure to that Timothy was circumcised according to the Mosaic law because his mother was Jewish, and the tradition among Jewish people that your Jewishness came through your mother. Um which is significant because Mary was Jewish in Jesus' um, birth. But, but the idea being that um, the issue that was the main issue in the early church was whether or not people who followed Jesus had to first become Jews before they could follow Jesus. And, uh, and, and so what this is addressing is the idea that um, Paul wanted to make extra sure that nobody could, could say he was trying to um, not follow Moses in that regard. Titus, on the other hand, wasn't circumcised because he was Gentile, um, which was also consistent with Paul. 
so Paul um, is is referring here, uh, or or, the, or Acts rather is referring here to Paul's first encounter with Timothy uh, on the second missionary journey, and we we we. We're not told how Timothy came to faith in Christ, but given the fact that he lived on the eastern side of Asia Minor in the Galatian region, uh, I don't think it's unreasonable to assume that uh, that Paul uh, that he was in some way either directly or indirectly the fruit of Paul's ministry on his first missionary journey through that region. Now back to the uh, so so Paul took him under his wing and discipled him, and now he's raised up this disciple in whom he has confidence, and he's and he's sending him out to serve, and has sent him out to to lead in the church. He's left him there in Ephesus to uh, keep things straight, and he's writing him a word of encouragement and a, and and some practical directions as to how to pastor effectively. Um, you know, the subjects are uh, leaders confronting false doctrine, chapter 1, verse 3 and following. And then uh, Paul talks about himself and how he was a testimony to the transforming power of God in the rest of chapter uh, 1 through verse, what is it, 17. And then um, then he gives a, a reminder of Timothy's call and Timothy's charge. Uh, verse 18 of chapter 1, this charge I commit to you, uh, son Timothy, wow, spiritual son, according to the pre prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, with some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck, among whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they may not, uh, that they may learn not to blaspheme. So in other words, Paul is saying, hey Timothy, I want you to stay faithful. Don't, don't, don't don't shrink back. You stay the course. Stay faithful. And then um, he talks about the priority of prayer in chapter two. He talks about um, the role of, of of women in the church and the relationship of men and women or husbands and wives, as as the case may be. Then he talks about qualifications, as we mentioned earlier, of of overseers, uh, which I believe are the same role as elders. Um, they're interchangeable in in chapter three, and he talks about deacons and their role, and then um, then he he has an interjection at the end of the diaconal qualities. He talks about um, it, it's almost a like an insertion of a personal note. Uh, These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Um, God was manifested in an early hymn of the church now. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up to glory. So what I'm saying is, th the reason I'm kind of taken back by this is this, this letter to Timothy is a personal letter. And I think we see a similar, a similar idea in his letter to Titus is that when Paul was writing to the churches and he was writing to communicate foundational truths about God and about Jesus, and, uh, and you know, he always was incredibly systematic and, you know, 
point A, point B, point C, point D, so to speak. Very easy to outline. Okay, here are propositional truths about Christ and about the Bible. And then he moves over and he says, and therefore, here's how, you, here's how that affects your life. When he writes Titus and Timothy here, it's like it's it's not as as you know organized. I mean, it, it, you know, he'll jump from one subject to another subject. Now in Titus, he weaves it together beautifully. Um, he doesn't do that same thing in Timothy. It's almost you know um, how I mean. It's it's almost like the way I'm kind of saying it is that as I read Timothy, I almost see it to some degree like a board with post-it notes. You know, and, he, and, and he's got all these ideas that he wants to share with Timothy, and, and instead of putting them together in some specific order, he just, you know, posts them up there and, and gives it to him. You know, just like here, he's talking about uh, overseers or elders. Well, then you go over to chapter, what is it, chapter 5, and he jumps back to elders again. You know, one would assume that he would just keep talking about elders, but no. It's just like here in chapter 3, uh, he talks about elders, deacon, and the diaconal ministry. And then he and then he's, is a personal explanation to Timothy. Here's why I'm writing this to you. I mean, what he says in chapter 3, verse 14, um, through the end of the chapter, would would, it seems to me, make a lot more sense to put that in his introduction and his greeting to Timothy to say, here's why I'm writing you. And based on Paul's previous compositions and his other writings, one would assume that. But it's not. So it, it tells me that when Paul was writing both Titus and Timothy, in other words, when it was personal, when it was one-on-one, when he was not trying to just address uh, general issues or specific issues in a church body at large as those other letters were addressed. When he's writing pastoral letters, it's like him sitting down in the room and having a real live conversation with Timothy or Titus, these, these, uh, his sons in the faith whom he loved. And I, I just, it, it's fascinating to me to see that aspect of Paul's life and ministry, I think, come through uh, these texts. Well, we're out of time. So, sorry. Uh, great to be with you. I tell you, thanks for being with me. I need this a lot more than you do, I'm sure. And so I hope we'll be together again next time and uh, invite somebody to join us. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Paul's love and Paul's commitment to raising up younger leaders behind him. May we see that and imitate them just as Jesus did, as Paul imitated Jesus. In his name, amen. God bless you.